0: What's up guys it's mike and mark here with from lrmonline.com giving you a little special podcast today where mark and i are going to really discuss who is winning the battle between marvel versus dc in the tv world now we know that the heated debate in the movie world marvel versus dc is basically turned into this online fandom you know dc fans you know voicing petitions and marvel fans you know it just it's unbelievable. But we, we haven't really discussed this. Who's winning the DC or who's winning the TV world? Is it DC or is it Marvel, you know? And what we've noticed is that both um, DC and Marvel are going in very different directions. So on the Marvel lineup, you have Agents of Shield, which is on ABC. Has been moved around a couple times in season one and season two on time slots. Now season three going into uh, Thursday night at ten o'clock. It's you know basically a death sentence that if it doesn't pick up here, that mm-hmm. it's going to be this season three will be it. Um, we had Agent Carter for two seasons and then that was it. Um, really didn- couldn't pick up steam. Had a loyal fan base, but that was it. Um, but where Marvel has seen its success is through Netflix um and basically with the lead of daredevil it's two seasons of that jessica jones one season which was you know pretty good um i was i was you know really um i uh, i underestimated uh, jessica jones a whole lot after and then watching it it really impressed me then now we've got luke cage coming out uh season one we just heard at San Diego de Comic-Con, it was official, that the Punisher will get his own series after the acclaimed success that John Bernthal did with him on Season 2 of Daredevil. And then you get the Defender series, which will take place sometime after Luke Cage and before Daredevil Season 3 and, and Punisher. Uh, DC, on the other hand, doesn't have any shows on the uh, on-demand networks uh, or subscription networks. All their shows are on cable networks, old school-wise. Um, Monday nights, you have competing shows from D.C. with Gotham, which is going into its third season, has slowly picked up. And, you know, its viewership It started off on a rocky note season one. Um, season two really picked up where the focus kind of went away from Bruce Wayne and, and uh, Detective Gordon and went more or less into the, the villains and the origin stories and took its own form of how the villains really uh, came about. On that same time slot on Monday nights, you have Supergirl, which is moving from CBS to CW and joining the Arrow Flash universe um, and basically had decent numbers on CBS, but the budget cost was too high for them to to keep it around. So, uh, a kind of unlikely flip was that you saw it move into CW. Tuesday nights, we move into basically the number one comic book show, I would you know assume, You know Netflix doesn't release its numbers on viewership, but uh, it's safe to say I think Flash is probably the number one comic book television show out there. Um, And moving into season three, uh, Wednesday night we see is Arrow night. Arrow has been on Wednesday night at eight o'clock for the past five year or past four years, Mm -hmm. going into the fifth year now. Um, Stephen Amell is kind of the godfather of the DC TV universe. Um, He is the the man who started it all and led us to basically what we have on the CW. And then Thursday nights, we get the sophomore season of DC Legends of Tomorrow, which was basically a show that was made out of nothing from, you know, side characters from the Flash and Arrow universe put together and just kind of created to see maybe if they could create another um, element to the DC TV universe. I think in my opinion here that say what you want about the movies, but I think DC has Marvel basically under control here when it comes to the television universe. What do you think, Mark? I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> I think that, it, yeah,
1: if you were to look at it right now, I would say that DC is is winning. Um, I think some of it is down to the the choice of characters that they're portraying and putting out there in the TV world. Um, You know, a lot of them for DC are more well-known characters. Um, I see that Marvel's getting there now, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they started that way. For instance, you know, you have obviously the Flash, well-known. You have um, Arrow, who, you know, Green Arrow in the comic world is still a relatively big character. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, and, you know, th- even with Supergirl, okay, maybe not, like, held quite up in those same categories, but still known based off of Superman, even. Right. You know, uh, and then, y- y- with Marvel, you're you're getting there, because Daredevil is obviously awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, you're gonna have Punisher, and they did a good job with Punisher and Daredevil, um, you're going to be getting you know uh, Luke Cage with it I think will be um, good I enjoyed Jessica Jones as well but if you look at the way that Marvel first started you know they had shield which I get what they were trying to do they wanted to make it a tie between the movie and
0: the TV universe and it, it just didn't it had one good not season but part of a season and that's when um, Captain America Civil War came out mm-hmm. and that whole twist of Shield being actually in control of Hydra, and that you know, and that had a direct reflect on the show. That worked really well. But besides that, it's been kind of a bust of a show. Uh, You know, I agree, and I
1: think, I mean, I see what they were trying to do, but at the same time, I think for some people, it was it was one kind of too much to keep up with. Um, but also, you you know, if you look at um. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there, there wasn't any of the main character kind of intrigue, I guess you could say. Yeah,
0: you only had, um, so from the movies, the only person that has, you had Maria Hill in the, who was, um, oh, what's her name, uh, I can't think of her name right now, but Maria Hill was in the first episode, mm-hmm. and then Lady Sif was in the end of season one, and that's when Thor Dark World had came out. That's right, yeah. Um, Captain America Civil War. I, um, there was a couple minor characters in that, but there hasn't really been a direct crossover. And I think when it was first promoted as that way, you know, everybody was on board. But then once we only got like, you know, a little bit here, a little bit there, I think everybody kind of just said, you know what, not that not that great of a show or it's an okay show, you know, there's, but there's better things to watch at the time period that it's on. Well, and if you look at what
1: DC has done in the TV world, you know, like I said, with Flash and and Arrow, each one has kind of helped the other one. So even when you have like Legends of Tomorrow, those are mainly secondary characters. Right. But they got their start with the higher level characters. Right. And it's kind of been the opposite with Marvel. Like I said, they're starting to do that now with Daredevil. I mean, Daredevil is a well-known, well-established Marvel character. And so then, you know, it it was successful. I mean, it was really well done. Oh, yeah, without and a doubt. And then that kind of what well, spawns from there, Punisher. So I think now yeah. they're starting
0: to do that. But like when they had even... Um, yeah, because Marvel's uh, original plan... For Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage was just one season a piece, mm-hmm. and then have the, uh, oh, I forgot about Iron Fist. The Iron Fist mm-hmm. is in production. That's, that's right. another mm-hmm. one. Um, and def- that's, you know, I can't believe I forgot about that, But in, which is in production right now. Um, but then, you know, they were all supposed to only get one season, and then you had a season of Defenders, and then that was going to be it. But because of the success of, uh, of Daredevil's first two seasons, Jessica Jones' season one, basically it's locked in that everyone's going to at least get two seasons. Um, but what's interesting to me is that look at the tones of Marvel shows especially the ones on Netflix versus the DC tones on CW and it's almost polar opposites of the movie universes. Hmm. So in the Marvel movie universes you got the more lighthearted characters yep. and it's more family oriented where the TV shows of Daredevil, Jessica Jones, you know, Punisher, you can already assume hmm. is going to, you know, have a lot of killings in it and so forth. Uh, Luke Cage is more adult-oriented. That is geared towards the adults, you know, and, and why it's on Netflix is because it can get away with a little bit more violence and a little bit more of language, you know, and adult themes. Where the DC universe and the film genre with Zack Snyder, it was all about the dark tones and the seriousness and, you know, repercussions for actions. Where the T- DC TV universe, you look at the number one show, Flash, That is more of a Mm family-oriented show than anything else. Arrow started out as more serious tone, but as the as the seasons have gone on, it's gotten a little bit more lighthearted, more jokes involved. You know, Stephen Amell is a little bit more of a, you know, easier Roy, you know, or uh, Oliver Queen, you know, out in public and so forth, and not always. I mean, they got rid of killing, you know, in in that aspect of it now. You know, the Green Arrow doesn't kill only when it's absolutely. Necessary when you kill Damien Dark, um, but it's kind of just interesting at that point, you know, um, that you look at the, the movie universes and how the combat between those two they're almost polar opposites. And what's worked for Marvel is working for DC in the TV realm, you know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, I think ultimately, if I had to rank the shows, I would course make flash number one then daredevil number two um third you'll probably you know laugh at me but i still think arrow is still third even though last season with the issues that it had i still think that for the first two seasons it's so strong it was third season i still think was okay with al last season i'll admit was was bad but going back you know off of the first three seasons you know, definitely good. Um, then fourth, um, probably Gotham in in that aspect. I think season two really turned it around for me, you know, focusing on the you know, in the villains and really taking its own way of how the villains, you know, became it and how Gordon really becomes commissioner and so forth and not really focused so much in anchored by Bruce Wayne anymore, that that show kind of just has gone its own way. I think when you look at that, too, once again, it's, it's the type of characters, you know. Um,
1: Gotham uh, doing well because, well, people, a majority of people probably know who, who Commissioner Gordon is. Right. You know, and even though, you know, I, I guess you could consider him like a secondary character, but Bruce Wayne is still in there. But then, yeah, the, the villains that people know, okay, people... Um, you know, there's Selena Kyle, who they know eventually that is Edward um, You know, the amazing job of uh, Penguin. You know, I mean, oh, it's yeah. just it, the characters are are what matter. And in order for I think, especially in the TV world, for people to kind of buy in is to for them to have some sort of idea about who they're watching. You know, I think with Agents of Shield, if you have someone who Maybe is on the fence and isn't a Marvel fan, or isn't a comic fan, or mm-hmm. some, They may be like, okay, well, I don't really, you know, I don't know any of those people. I don't know many of those people, you know. Yeah. Um, same with um, uh, Carter. You know, it's the sa- It was the same sort of thing. It was just kind of, you know, I don't know who that is, but if someone's like, hey, you know, a pe- you know, penguins and the- or whoever, they might be like, oh, okay, well, I know who that is. I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, you know? I'm definitely, like you know. Name recognition really helps in the in the TV world. You don't mm-hmm. um, you don't have the luxury unless you make you know a, a, a villain or a character be around for multiple uh, episodes. You don't have that luxury of you know doing an origin story or really devo- devoting a lot of time to that character. So mm-hmm. um you have to go in the TV world with more well-known characters where, in movies, you have an hour and a half to two hours to really develop that right. character. So, if you know, um, issues take place where sometimes you have too many of those characters and then you run out of time to really develop, and you know, um, and sometimes that happens in the movies. But in the TV world, unless that's the main villain, you know, and I think that's where you saw Arrow's issues in season uh, four with Damian Dark really hit it, uh, you know, it hit its bad point was that there wasn't really a development of Dark's character, Mm -hmm. you know, origin story or anything like that. Um, And everybody's kind of was hoping that that would be, uh, that Damien wasn't just going to be the only bad guy. When it turned out to be that, he was the only bad guy. It kind of went downhill from there. Um, But what you saw with Daredevil really well, um, season one with Kingpin, um, and then season two with The Hand, uh, those... Characters right there, Kingpin and the Hand are really well known in the Daredevil universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Kingpin, maybe more for the Spider-Man universe in the comic world, uh, is what you know in the and also the Spider-Man cartoon shows and so forth. You remember Kingpin more often in that era, but allowing the entire season to develop that character, you know, especially um, Kingpin and Daredevil season one, you know, you saw him grow from being just a you know, a, a really strong crime boss to being the man of Hell's Kitchen and so forth and, and you know, um, Daredevil have to take him down.
1: Um, My question, do you think that regular cable
0: is the way to go or that Netflix is the way to go? I still think regular cable is. Mm-hmm. Um, as... As much as Netflix and Hulu and so forth are picking up steam and getting more people to come on board of it, and you know you hear about more and more people dropping, dropping cable, cable and you know. just going through there, um, the problem with it with uh, with doing the Netflix way and um, and even you know Netflix and you know Marvel CEOs have admitted to it is that. When the shows come out, all thirteen shows come out, and then that's it. So you can sit there and binge watch it literally in one weekend, and be done with it. So when Daredevil season two came out, I think I watched it in like three days, sure. um, and that was what fifteen episodes, sixteen episodes around there. Um, you know, and then I've got to wait an entire year for the next season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's three hundred and sixty-two days for the next season to come out if you binge watch it like like I do. So that's the problem with them. It's like, it's so good, and I'll admit, like Daredevil is so good. But the problem with Daredevil is, is that I'm done watching it after three days, and unless I go back on and I rewatch it, you know, uh, I'm done with it, you know. And so it's out of my mind. And so what's what the problem with that is, is that you really have to bring your A game for the next season because you don't have that luxury of the tie-ins or anything. Because if people don't rewatch the shows right before you release season three, season four, season five, then you're gonna be lost. Um, you know, I I know some friends that, like for instance, who will watch Game of Thrones before the season starts up. They will sit, you know, like a month or two before yeah. the, the the new season comes out, and rewatch all the, f- the the previous seasons so that they know the tie-ins of it. And um, so by doing the Netflix way, you get a little bit more of the adult content, adult theme. You get to, you know, a little bit. You get a bigger budget, but the problem is, is that majority of people who watch netflix or on demand they watch everything in that one weekend or two weekends and that's it and so the problem that marvel has now is they've got to try to increase production when you try to speed things up like dc learned from the movie universes is that when you speed things up things don't come out really well and so um the old school network television way schedule your season you know, once a week, you have your mid-season finale, you take a month off, you stretch it out as long as you can, then people get, you know, into it. And then you're you're invested into it for the long haul. Now, there are some times where a story arc or, you know, the time of that season you may not be into, so you might skip an episode here or there. Um, but you know you can always go online and watch it. You know, that's the great thing, you know, today is that you miss an episode without, if you, if you didn't record it, you can still go online and see it. So um, I, I think network is still the way to go. Yeah, you know, I'll agree with that. Um,
1: <clears throat> I, at first, I, I kind of debated it because I know, obviously, like you said, the Netflix and Hulu and um, everything is really um, catching on. But at the same time, uh, one, I think it, it, it still limits your fan base. Um, oh, yeah. Because with with cable, here's the thing. If someone gets ESPN, they're more than likely going to have the CW, W. Mhm. you know? Um, so th- I think just the um,
0: well, availability the of it. Basic it, cable, it, still it, you'll still get CW. Yeah,
1: and, and so once again, like you said, if you miss it, well, if you download the CW app, you can watch all of the release shows. Right. You know, so you can catch up that way. And the other thing is, you know, especially um, – in season two of arrow and seasons one and two of flash um and even with gotham this past season like it made me look forward to okay well oh great it's monday that sucks but hey right. at the same time gotham's on tonight you know right oh it's tuesday it's so early in the week hey flash is on tonight and that was something that you know i i would you know w- when it would come on i had that to look forward to and it, it really kind of um makes you think like when you have those cliffhangers uh it makes you kind of think about it and talk about it with people you know there yeah was, it's water cooler conversation yeah man. i mean you know i would uh text you and there was another guy at work where we talked we we're like hey did you see flash hey did you see that and we yeah. talk about like what do you think's going to happen um and you know that that yeah that that aspect of it is is there which i really enjoy you know i even thought about it when we were watching the trailers and it said um you know, that one of those shows is coming back in October. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to wait till October? Yeah. You know, and I hated that. But realistically, you know, you still pace it out. Whereas, like you said, I think with Netflix, you know, you watch it and you binge watch it and it's done. You're like, oh, I have to wait a year.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, so like, my pro- like one of my top three shows I love to watch is on Netflix and it's House of Cards. And every year the season comes out, I literally will sit there and watch every single episode mm-hmm. in a row and not go to bed that night because I just, am addicted to that show. I love it. And then after that one day, I've seen all of it. I got to wait 364 mm-hmm. days for the next, or even f- maybe even more because sometimes production schedules get delayed or actors can't make it onto the set on time. So something happens so that it's even longer. So, um, the way that Marvel's going, you know, although the shows are great, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage looks phenomenal. Um, you know, just the concept art that's come out with Iron Fist so far right now looks great. I know John Bernthal is going to kill it as Punisher. The problem is, is that once I watch those sixteen to twenty episodes, then mm-hmm. I'm done. You yeah. know, um, the the DC route a little bit more family friendly, middle. You know, not as adult oriented. Sure, there's some episodes that I could go without, or I'm not. Um, you know i'm not you know totally enthous- enthusiastic about it but where dc's getting it right is that monday tuesday wednesday thursday i have something to watch Absolutely. at 8 p.m Absolutely. you know yep. um even though there might be you know another thing i might want to watch like monday night football or something else i can record it i can watch it a little bit later i can watch that next day um you know on the app whatever and i think that's the route to go and your your audience is a lot better bigger doing it that way um you know character wise where marvel is handicapped you know is that with you know they're starting to slowly get you know help uh from fox doing their x-men shows with legion you'll never see a uh spider-man show that's you know out there because sony in there's just so many different properties that are tied up between fox sony Um, Universal, you'll never see a a Hulk TV show, um, you know, uh, that Marvel's really handicapped on the characters Mm -hmm. they can use. Now, going with the route with the Defenders, with Iron Fist, Luke Cage, if you're a Marvel fan or a comic book fan, you'll love it. But to sell those characters to the normal person, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. Um, Where you saw the success in the DC world, it was bringing the Flash to the television universe. Uh, everybody generally knows The Flash. Um, you know, it's been around for a while, TV show and so forth. Uh, Arrow was a little bit more of a harder sell because Green Arrow is mm-hmm. not as popular. A lot of people, I remember when that first season came out, was like, isn't this just Robin Hood? You know? Right. Um, and so. That... I, th- I think what helped it was
1: similarities between Arrow and uh, the Green Arrow, really, in the comics to a degree, and Batman. Right. You know, because there was, I think, even if people weren't necessarily cognizant of it, there was a, there was a familiarity with the concept. Right. You know, of this billionaire and this and that. Um, and it went, let's see, what era came out when? Five years ago? Or four years ago. Four years ago. Okay, you know, and so let's see, that would have been 2012? Uh, yep. Um, and you know, at that time too, there was still, let's see, the Dark Knight Rises came out then, didn't it?
0: Yeah. It was the, yeah, the transition (laughs) to the end of the Nolan films and the beginning of, uh, Man of Steel around 2012. So
1: I think the timing there helped too, because Mm -hmm. you had the Nolan verse, which was very realistic. You had this, you know what I mean? You had this realistic kind of hero who didn't have powers but he was jaded for some reason.
0: And you also and it, had the... It was because it was on CW, you had the end of the Smallville run of 10 years of Smallville. Yep. And now mm-hmm. you have something fresh and new for people to watch on there. Yeah,
1: so I think that, that helped. And, and you know I agree with that. But at the same time, I honestly think if you took a, a TV show like Legends of Tomorrow and just put it out there without having those ties that it did to Flash and Arrow... I don't think it would have succeeded. Yeah. Um, And I think that's where Marvel has struggled a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, also, I think where DC wins the battle, too, is casting. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, let's face it, Stephen Amell is going to go down in history as a green arrow. You know, whether the show lasts only five seasons or, you know, goes on for 10, 20 years, I think Stephen Amell will always be tied to... Um, the Green Arrow, and that's how people are gonna remember him. It's almost kind of like how Jason David Frank is always gonna be remembered as uh, Tommy Uh, from the Power Rangers and so forth. I mean, he's gonna be remembered for that. Where other people in these shows and so forth will kind of they'll move on and get casted somewhere else, and people like, oh yeah, he was on the Flash or on Arrow and so forth. But I think Stephen Amell is gonna, you know, he's got that fan base where people just are, you know, adore him and love him, Um, and he's a great actor. He re- and he's the type of actor who really embraces the role of being Oliver Queen and, you know, and kind of resembles that and is really faithful to his fans. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant Gustin as The Flash was the perfect Barry yep. Allen. I mean, to this day I will stand by my comments saying that Grant Gustin is Barry Allen Ezra Miller is Wally West. Mm-hmm. You can call him Barry Allen all you want in the movies but that to me, it, you know, is, is Wally West. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, uh, then you look at some of the other characters. You have Wentworth, uh, Miller. Um, yep. Is uh, Captain Cold. Captain Cold, Dominic Purcell, Heat, Heat Wave. Wave. Yep. Those two actors already established, you know, well before coming onto the show.
1: Uh, even, um, oh my gosh, I forget his name. Uh, the second half of Firestorm.
0: Uh, Doctor Pr- Stein. Doctor Stein. Yeah, um, 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 he's an established actor, right? All well established in, this, in their roles. Tom Cavanaugh as oh, Reverse Flash. Absolutely, I mean, it right. sells it right there. Um, ben McKenzie as Gordon, a young Gordon. Mm-hmm. I know sometimes his acting gets a little over the top, but um, the villains on on Gotham, uh, um, Penguin. also yeah, Penguin, I mean, amazing, yeah, um, yeah, um, have all Magma. really sold it uh, really well. So I think casting wise, DC's really got it now. Marvel side, um, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s cast, so-so, I mean, you have Coulson, you know, from the movies, but are you really, like, do you remember Coulson from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Do you remember Coulson from you know, the Avengers and the first you know, five Marvel movies? Um, Charlie Cox's Daredevil is, he, they nailed it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and John Burthall's Punisher. Those are the two I think they, they really nailed um, without a doubt, but besides that um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know everybody loved uh, what was his name? Um, play King. I'm drawing blanks tonight. Uh, look it up. Um, but John Barrowman, I forgot. And, you know, on DC oh, side. Yeah. Yeah. As Malcolm Merlin. Yep. You know, that's another one um, where DC really just hit it out of the park. Um, so to me, in in casting wise, you could also say that DC's winning that world. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. There you go. Yeah, he's uh, as Kingpin. That was a good uh, a good casting too. So the only thing that I would have issues with, and really give a slight edge to Marvel, and that's more or less because of uh, the shows on Netflix, is the storylines. Mm. Um, you know. The season two of The Flash kind of was a little lackluster. Season four of Arrow, I think everybody can agree, was a little lackluster. Um, Supergirl season one had its moments here there. Legends of Tomorrow slowly picked its you know its pace, but by the end of the, the season, it really uh, hit its you know its stride. Gotham's first season was kind of a mess because they didn't know if it wanted to be its its own show or follow the the comic book ways so you know everything that for the most part um on the netflix side has been produced has been great which is really just two seasons of daredevil and jessica jones um the agents of shield storyline i think that you know when they did season two with you know linking it together with Mm -hmm. captain america um winter soldier that that was, you know, a smart move and, you know, in this whole Hydra shield flip, you know, around, but um
1: you know, th- I, I you know, I'd be uh interested to have the same conversation next year as well. And my reasoning for that is um I feel like season th- 3 for a series, I just feel like it's difficult. Um you know, I talked about that a little bit um, in an opinion piece that I wrote, and it's just I feel like that kind of honeymoon stage is over. Yeah. Um, and like I said, for a lot of characters, you've you've kind of maxed out specific character storylines, so season three can be can be tough. Um, you started to see it in air a little bit, and the the storyline really has to be good. Um. And so, you know, I'm really interested to see with, with uh, Flash, uh, Daredevil, um, a lot of these shows that will be in its third season, you know, kind of where they go. We, we kind of talked about it a little bit. We saw it with The Flash a little bit on how, you know, the storyline, it was still good, it was still interesting, but it, it kind of seemed like they were trying to do with what they did with season one. Little yeah. bit, yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it, then, it was
0: 100. Season two of Flash was 100, just the, a remake, re looping of season one, right? Yeah, and then so my almost um, kind of
1: worry sometimes is after hearing that with Flashpoint, you know, it's it's I mean, it's only gonna be a couple episodes, right? Yeah, it's not even the whole like first half, it seems. Maybe it's, even.
0: it's supposedly only around like four episodes, and that's it, so three to four episodes. My hope is
1: that they don't revert back and make it. You know what I mean? That second part, like that, and that's right. that's the danger that I, you know, that's the danger that's there. Um, so yeah, I just I think third season seems to be a, a sticking point for some reason. Mm-hmm. If you if you think back to a lot of because um, let's see, even uh, Agents of Shield season two was the Hydra and the ties, wasn't it? Yep, Hydra okay. Shield, and, and it was good, right? And then it, I don't know, I just um, so it'd be interesting since we have you know a couple. Shows on both sides that are in season three to see who kind of um, you know really get gets through it because that's obviously where like I said for Arrow you saw it kind of slip a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, you know Agents of Shield yeah so you know I I think
0: this is an interesting year on both sides right all right so if you had to list your top five shows right now what would what would be your order top five. Um, I would probably,
1: oof, number number one's tough for me. Um, as of right now, I'd probably lean towards Flash, um, but two is Daredevil. Um, that, that could change for me. That's really tough. I really enjoyed Daredevil. Um, I would say, so those are my one and twos. Three, if you would have asked me before season four of Arrow, (laughs) I would have said Arrow. Um, as you know, I am a huge advocate for Arrow. Um, but it, it just, this season really bothered me. I still think, like you said, one and two and some of three hold a lot of weight, but I might put Jessica Jones before it, actually. Um, That's interesting. I, I, um, actually, I'm sorry. I would go Gotham, then Jessica Jones. Um, I really enjoy Jessica Jones. Uh, and then, um, after that, I would probably I would say go to Arrow, which I'm really, really pulling for this year.
0: See, I still have faith in it, kind of like you. you I did do. I have faith in it. It's. Uh, it, I. Mean, that's even, why it still stays, like number three for me, because I don't think Steve Ml would let a show, you know. Go to a disaster, and you know, they keep saying everything's going to come back together. Everything's going to come back together. So let's. Ho- oh, I'm hoping everything comes back together. But if it doesn't happen, season five, then yeah, I'll definitely you know have to let it slide down down the list. But yeah, I mean, I really think with
1: Arrow, if if it doesn't pull it
0: off this year, then it's done. Yeah. Um Oh yeah, because I mean, it was originally it, it was a five year plan, and then that was it.
1: Yeah, but it, I mean, if you would have asked me after season two, would oh. be like, oh, this thing can go on for eight, ten seasons. Mm hmm. Um. Down. But yeah, I, th- I think it's a make or, make or break, and I just, um, you know, I, I think that season four was just uh, disappointing. Even, you know, I tried to make the best out of it, but I think everybody, well, you know, I think a lot of people tried to. Um, but I think for where the shows are at, if I'm taking them where they're at right now, okay, I think that's kind of my order. Yeah. You know, if you kind of look overall, Arrow would probably be a little bit higher, and Jessica Jones may kind of be mm-hmm. off of there. Um, but I think if you're taking them from where they are at this moment, uh, that would probably kind of be the order I would go in.
0: So, in your opinion, who's winning the battle, Marvel or DC? DC. D- DC? DC.
1: Um, yeah. You know, I just I think that, uh, <clears throat> you know, from what we've talked about, whether it's casting, whether it's um, the placement of, of where they have their shows, uh, you know, when they have their shows. I mean, they, they block off almost a week. Right, you know. Yeah. I mean, so you're, you're hit with it, like, something every day. And, um, y- you know, really, one of the reasons why I started watching Legends of Tomorrow wasn't necessarily because I was interested, but because, I, like, I was already watching the CW on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Might as well watch it on Thursday. Yeah, and I had Gotham on Mondays. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll check it out. And it gave me something else that I, you know, I tuned in and I enjoyed it.
0: And so... I kind of had my TV schedule for the week. Yeah, and I think um, what was smart for DC is that character or people like Wentworth Miller, who was moving on to other shows like Prison Break, instead of just writing them off, is sign him to mm-hmm. a you know a character you know that's involved in all the shows, so they can show up whenever his schedule you know allows them to. And I think it's smart to do that. So they got Wentworth Miller doing that. Um, John Barrowman's you know going to uh-huh. be a regular on Arrow, but also be involved, you know, in a lot of the other different shows. By doing that, you're you're locking up people to to share those characters and share those, you know, those those voices and that's going to that's a smart move there. Being There's, able to share those characters
1: in the way that they have D- DC was uh, TV was smart in the way they did that with, you know, I mean, if you think about yes, there was Arrow, but then Arrow introduced Flash, and right. Flash introduced Legends and let um, Flash introduced well didn't introduce Supergirl, but there was a crossover. Right. Um and it just they 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 helped carry each other. Mm-hmm. You know, they help the in
0: That's what Daredevil did with with Punisher. Punisher, exactly. You know, the, the original thought was Punisher would just be, you know, an assistant to, to Daredevil and that was gonna be it in season two, and, you know, we would get that storyline, but then the popularity of each popularity of you know, John Bernthal's Punisher just rose that now, you know, he got his own series. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, doing it that way has definitely, you know, Marvel definitely copied DC on that, you know, linking Mm -hmm. the shows together. You know, I know the plan was always going to be, you know, the Defenders with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and uh, Iron Fist. But in Daredevil, there was no interaction with the other three. Mm -hmm. And so then after the success of Flash from Arrow, Marvel copies it, and so now you have Luke Cage in Season 1 of Jessica Jones and Punisher in Season 2 of of um, Daredevil, and then supposedly Iron Fist will make his introduction somehow in uh, Season 1 of Luke Cage. Hmm. You know? yeah. So yeah, to me definitely, maybe not in the movie universe, but definitely the TV universe, DC is winning it right now. It could change though, like you said, if, if Arrow falters... Doesn't do well. If Flash doesn't pick up, um, Supergirl doesn't do well. You know, this is this is a make or break year Mm -hmm. for that DC universe. And you know, the luxury of being on Netflix is that you know you're on Netflix. You don't have to worry about ratings and stuff like that and everything. And you know, you're in your own realm, in own universe. So it's definitely gonna be interesting to see this year. The pressure is on DC to maintain that because I know a lot of the focus is on the movie universe, but What's keeping DC afloat right now is the television universe, and mm-hmm. winning that fight to me. So, absolutely. All right. Well, let let us know what you guys think in the comic section. Who do you think's winning the battle? Is it Marvel? Is it DC? Is it somebody else? Um, is it no one? Or are you just not happy with you know with what's on television right now? Or do you not watch television right now? Um, but let us know in the comments section. Remember, if you want a uh, full recap of what's going on in the film universe and the TV universe and just basically comic genre universe. Make sure you check out the Los Fanboys podcast. Um, Also check out the Weekend Warrior posting his uh, weekly report on Wednesdays on all the major film reviews and indie film reviews and also exclusive interviews. So thank you for listening and come back and check us out in the next uh, podcast episode.